Hi everyone, welcome back to the Quantum Heart Cafe. Apologies for being a couple of days late. I've just been uh, very busy with a couple of exams this week, so lots of studying and then uh, trying to fit in reading and, you know, just making sure to um, fit in the podcast and so on. So sorry for being late, uh, but, uh, it, you know, at least I'm here, so it's better late than never. And um, before I f we, we begin tonight, uh, if you like this uh, podcast and you enjoy what you heard or, or what you hear tonight, uh, please hit the subscribe button so you can continue to follow along. And uh, because you know, I've been thinking about it, and I've been thinking about you know as I've been doing these shows, where I'd like to take the podcast, and I think this podcast, like being able to review books and talk about books, it's almost like I'm trying to tell. A story of where of how we like got here you know in terms of and the story of where we possibly could go moving forward like I think that I mean I've mentioned this in other shows I think that humans human beings we're at a crossroads right now uh, with all this technology and you know with the uh, powers that shouldn't be wanting to take us down this great reset it's like it's a choice between that and um, finding a different way that's a bit more um, you know compassionate and loving and I don't mean like romantic love I mean agape love because I, I can tell you right now the, the more I hear about the more I learn about the great reset and just kind of the the weird wacky plans uh, these uh, folks that are pushing the Great Reset have for all beings, really. I just, you know, the more I learn about it, the more I just want to kind of go a different direction. And I hope so that this journey I'm on uh, inspires, maybe it perhaps inspires you to do the same because, you know, we are co-creators with the universe and we can choose a different way. And it's just being aware, and I hope this that this is what this show does is just bring awareness to really important issues and one of them and the issue I'm going to be talking about tonight uh, really hits home for me because it's about electricity and electromagnetic frequencies um, the reason it does is because I'm a apprenticing to become an electrician and one of the reasons why I became an electrician is because I thought that this was going to be a benign relatively benign career path like you know wiring people's homes and uh you know businesses and so on i figured hey you know you, it seems like it's a pretty um legit vocation like no one gets hurt or you know i mean you still have to be really careful on a job site and stuff but uh and it's you know people use electricity and stuff so i figured i'm helping out that way um because it's really important to me that my labor and what I put out in the world doesn't, at, at the very least, doesn't cause harm for other people. And then the universe brought EMFs to my attention about maybe a couple of weeks ago. I've already been aware of the dangers of 5G and uh, wireless technology, but then there are other types of electromagnetic magnetic frequencies uh, called dirty electricity, which I'll get to as I go over this book, but, um, you know, I, I learned that, well, 
Maybe it's not as safe as I thought. Like electricity isn't as safe as I thought it was. And you know, perhaps this is part of my vocational karma to talk about this and to talk about the dangers in five G. And it and again, it's linked. Five G is also important because it is the uh the foundation to the smart cities and all this, the Internet of Things and the Internet of uh, Bodies. It's uh, the foundation for blockchain. So 5G is really important, and it's not something to be uh, kind of swept under the rug. It's, it, But I also think because, you know, the, as there's a... I think there is a growing awareness of 5G, and, and as 5G or, or the awareness around the dangers of 5G grows, perhaps that's um, that can inspire people to stand up and say, no, we don't want this. We don't want this great reset. We don't need this stuff. You know, let's just have a simple, a simple life, you know, and kids don't need this either. So, um, so the book I'm going to be talking about tonight, it's called EMF. It's uh, spelled EMF, like a little star and then D. So EMF. And it's by uh, author Dr. Joseph uh, Mercola. Uh, he's written a few other books, it looks like, but I haven't read any of his other stuff. I only read, I've only begun, or so I began reading this book. And uh, and then another book I have, which I'm going to talk about once I'm finished um, reading and talking about this book, is The Invisible Rainbow. And that book talks more about the is the history of EMF and how uh, kind of that whole EMF got started and as I think it goes over as EMF was introduced and we start seeing health problems at the same time so I'm gonna I'm just kind of gonna because like I said I was only able to finish reading up to chapter five but that kind of is a nice break because Chapters one through five of the book kind of deals with the, um, like sort of the hist, a little bit of the history of EMF, how the wireless industry is very similar to the tobacco industry, um, and how, and, and the first part of the book also goes into how EMFs and uh, wireless technology uh, damages our cells. And, and there's also kind of some different type of EMFs, which I'm going to talk about as well. And, and by EMF damaging our cells, that it also talks about um, like the diseases that are associated with that. And there's some pretty serious ones. And then the, the latter part of the book, which I haven't gotten to yet, but I'm going to be sharing that next week, uh, that talks about what we can do to reduce the effects of EMF, how we can protect our homes and uh, maybe even our businesses. And I think he also talks about the different groups and the different community activism going on to stop this rollout because, um, you know, from, re from reading his book and also uh, following Allison McDowell's work and following you know, kind of being aware of Alana Freeland, she's written a book on geoengineering. And so just being aware that, I mean, right now, it's easier to deal with this right now because it's still a choice for people. Like they haven't completely rolled everything out yet. Like they're still in the works of sending up the satellites and sending 
and putting up these an antennas all over the place. So it's still being uh, rolled out. And so, you know, this is a good time to start raising awareness and to start reversing this stuff because it's just going to be a lot harder to do it once everything is completely, uh, you know, full tilt boogie, as they say. So uh, I hope if you listen to this that um, you'll be inspired to read the book or just to, you know, look up the terms like deep, dirty electricity, look up 5G, you know, and start learning for yourself. Like, don't leave it up to, just don't trust what I say or, or experts. Like, become, you know, start doing some research and learn to become your own advocate, your own expert, right? Um, I think it's really, we kind of reached the point in history where leaving important things like this up to experts and the government to handle it isn't going to work anymore. Like the experts are in bed with the government most of the time, and they're also in bed with the corporations that are doing this. So it's us, you know, we protect us. And so that means part of that is uh, being, becoming aware and educating ourselves into about what's going on. And, and I'm hopeful, you know, there's more people waking up there's a lot more people talking about this than there was a, a little while ago. So I think there is a, a consciousness developing around this. And so I hope this uh, podcast, I hope this show helps to contribute to that. Because, you know, I think with, as more people become aware of this, that, you know, we're not going to want it. I just, I think the problem is, is that people just aren't aware right now. Uh, and so with that being said, so I'm just going to uh, go into the little bit of the book. I, I won't. There's a lot of details and a lot of um, statistics and information. I'm not going to go uh, too deep into that because I think it's also good to read the book as well. Plus, if we did that, this would be a very long podcast. <laughs> so I'm going to give uh, just an overview of what I learned in the book and what kind of stood out and resonated for, for me uh, as I read through the first five chapters of the book. And one of them was when, when I first started reading this, um, you know, Dr. Uh, Joseph Mercola, he talks about uh, kind of the differences between ionizing radiation and non-ionizing radiation. And he kind of goes, he starts talking about that pretty soon. Like, um, and how, just as, to, just to lay the groundwork of what EMFs are. So, what EMF means is the electromagnetic fre uh, frequency, and it's invisible. We can't see it, but there's. If you ever take took physics in high school, they talked about an electromagnetic um, spectrum, where it's uh, it's these different waveforms, and human beings we see in the visible light spectrum of the electromagnetic spectrum. I hope I said that right, but. And so, you know, we can see uh, visually, like we see colors and so on, but there's other waveforms. There's, there's infrared waveforms, there's gamma ray forms, there's x-rays, uh, ultraviolet rays, um, microwaves, and so on. So usually, you know, like, uh, at least for me, when I thought about, um, because this, you know, the health effects of, EMFs is new to me too, and before when I thought about the damage from 
radiation, electromagnetic radiation. I thought about waveforms like X-rays and gamma rays, which are very dangerous. Like if they, because they can break down. Too much exposure of those will break down our DNA, and will cause a, a lot of problems in our cells uh, if we're exposed to it too, too much. Like if we have too much exposure to it. <clears throat> what I didn't realize was that, um, you know, Dr. Joseph Mercola also brings up non-ionizing radiation. So ionizing radiation is what x-rays, things like, or waveforms like x-rays and gamma rays and ultraviolet rays fall into. And I'll just read a little bit. I took some notes just to help, because uh, there's a lot of information in this book. So I'm going to, I took some notes just to kind of help um, provide some definitions and clarity. So what ionizing means is that a, a particular EMF uh, waveform has enough energy to and unbalance an atom by knocking out an electron. So, uh, we're you know we're all made up of atoms, and usually an atom is considered neutral, like it's made up of a electron and a neutron, and it has a nucleus going around it. So usually they're not they're balanced, and what that means is that they're not conducting anything. They don't carry a charge because they're balanced. And when, but the problem is when um, you have an e a particularly strong e electromagnetic frequency that can knock off. Usually, it's the electron, so it'll knock the electron out of the atom. And then, because the atom doesn't have an electron anymore, it becomes unbalanced, and it becomes what's called a free radical. What that means is that it's an ion that has a now it's a positively charged ion and it's running around our body and it'll attach to something uh, it'll try and find another molecule or a cell to bond to that has an extra electron so it can balance itself out and now you know if a handful of these free radicals isn't an issue it's when you have like thousands upon thousands of them then that's when we have like breakdowns in our cells and damage to our DNA. So that's what ionizing radiation does. And I've been thinking about starting a YouTube channel because a lot of this stuff I feel would be, um, it'd be helpful to have some visuals and not just uh, audio, <clears throat> just because there's so much information in here. But I mean, I don't have one just yet. I'm, I'm working on it, working on starting one. Uh, so for the mean in the meantime, it'll just have to be audio. But maybe I'll vi revisit this uh, once I have my YouTube channel set up, and I can provide some uh, visuals for this as well. Uh, <clears throat> so just a little bit more about ionizing uh, molecules. They are, like I said, they're loose cannons in our bodies, and they and too much of them can cause damage to our mitochondria, cell membranes, proteins, and damage our DNA. So that's why this ionizing radiation is so dangerous. <clears throat> now, non-ionizing radiation does the same thing. Like the, the cell phone companies and the wireless companies say it doesn't, that it's safe. But that's not true. And the way non-ionizing radiation, so non-ionizing radiation comes from the wireless, like microwaves. It comes from... Uh, electromagnetic frequencies, like the low 
kind of low-level electromagnetic frequencies in our homes. It comes from uh, 5G and wireless technology, and um, it too creates uh, free radicals in our body, but it does it in a different way from ionizing radiation, but the end result is the same, where too much non-ionizing radiation damages our cells and damages our membranes and, and starts to cause disease. Okay. And uh, hang on, I'm just gonna get found some more notes on. Okay, so I'm just gonna go over how non-ionizing radiation damages our cells. So in our body, one of the most uh, abundant, I think it's a, I don't know, classified as a mineral or, but it's one of the most abundant um, substances in our body is calcium. And, and calcium is good for us and in a proper amount, it's good for our, our bones, uh, protein, and so on and so when our when we're healthy and our bodies are functioning properly so calcium is very good for us the problem is, and so but or the problem is when with as when emfs start to interfere with calcium and the the calcium like i'm just gonna step kind of take two steps back here because i'm getting ahead of myself but so calcium like uh, so we you know we have calcium in our body and the calcium hangs out outside of our cells. So the calcium and our cells regulate how much calcium comes in to the cell because calcium is a, also a chemical messenger. And so the cells have our cells have developed a way to regulate how much calcium they take in at a time. And, and they do this with, with what's called voltage gate uh, calcium channels. And when they're operating normally, there's not a problem. We don't have any damage. The calcium uh, is in a, an amount that the cell can manage, or our cells can manage, so there's no damage. The problem with EMFs is that, or electromagnetic frequencies, is that they, ex they, they cause a lot of excitation in the voltage gate uh, calcium channels and they open them wide up, like they, the they interfere. EMFs interfere with our cells' ability to regulate the amount of calcium coming in. And so what happens is that with the electromagnetic frequencies, the voltage gate calcium channels open up, and all this calcium comes flooding into our cells. And it's just simply too much. Our cells can't handle it, and what happens is that it starts to the, a, a very dangerous free radical starts developing in our cells or in our cells as a result of that. And let's see, I'm just gonna read. Actually, there's a page I wanted to read about this process and how uh, this extra calcium coming into our cells is is actually hurting us and is damaging our DNA. Okay, so the book reads. When extra, when extra calcium ions rush into your cells, they cause an increase in both uh, nitric oxide and superoxide. 
At first glance, this may not seem like a bad thing because although these two molecules are free radicals, <clears throat> they are relatively benign and each plays many important roles in your body. But once you unleash loads of them all at once and they come very close to each other, they will spontaneously combine and can instantly form one of the most danger damaging molecules in your body, uh, peroxynitrite. I hope I said that right. Therefore, it's not nitric oxide and superoxide themselves that are the issue. It's the fact that when they occur in large amounts in close proximity to one another, they produce the dangerous molecule peroxynitrite, which is harmful. And they don't produce just a little of it, even in a modest increase in nitrate, ni nitric oxide and superoxide, or sorry, even a modest increase in nitric oxide and superoxide results in an exponential rise in perox peroxynitrite, a tenfold increase in nitric oxide and superoxide will increase uh, peroxynitrite formation a hundredfold. Once it is formed, peroxynitrite starts attacking important biological molecules that damage your cells, cause di disease, and lead to premature death. <coughs> peroxynitrite can damage nearly every significant tissue in your body, such as your precious cell membranes, proteins, mitochondria. Remember when I read, a, um, I did the, a show of, uh, a little while ago about the book A Wind, a Wind in the Door. And in that book, uh, Charles, one of the main characters, Charles Wallace, his mitochondria were being attacked by these entities called ichthros. And the ichthros were there to extinguish all life on Earth. And they were doing it by attacking the micro world and going for Charles Wallace's mitochondria. So that's really important because, again, our, our mitochondria are under attack by... EMF. So again, I wonder if Madeline Engel kind of knew this. <laughs> anyway, so mitochondria is being damaged, stem cells and DNA. Uh, Peroxynitrite-induced damage causes or cues an inflammatory response from your immune system. Uh, once your body is inflamed, even higher concentrations are possible, increasing nitric oxide and superoxide a thousandfold, which means a potential millionfold rise in the formation of peroxynitrite. Because it inflicts damage on so many of your vital tissues, you can begin to understand how peroxynitrite is one of the most uh, pernicious toxins you can be exposed to. Uh, keeping your levels of this toxin, toxin low will radically decrease your risk of chronic degenerative diseases and will slow down the aging process in your body. So I wanted to, to share that because I wanted uh, just, I felt that that was really a really key point or a part of the book is understanding how non-ionizing radiation damages our body and non-ionizing radiation is what comes from Wi-Fi, 5G and cell phones. And I want to also give a quick mention to something called dirty electricity. It's another form of non-ionizing radiation, but it's at a lower, or it's at a bit, it's, it's just slightly different. Um, 
it's a bit different from uh, this elect the EMFs from cell phones and from 5G, but still just as harmful. Uh, it's called dirty electricity, and sometimes it's also called high frequency voltage transients and electromagnetic or electromagnetic interference. Uh, dirty electricity is created when AC is ma uh, manipulated into another type of electricity, like DC, um, when it's transformed to another voltage or its flow is interrupted. And so what that dirty electricity means is the, is the electricity that's in our homes. So the electricity that's coming out from our outlets and from anything that's switching AC to DC, so the the power cores in our uh, laptops that takes AC and switches it to DC. <clears throat> you know, if we have fridges, uh, refrigerators, um, fans, and so on, like anything that's taking DC and or sorry AC and turning into a different form, and <clears throat> dirty electricity is more of a problem with um, AC current. So AC current is alternating current, and that's the uh, current that you see, like that we use mostly in our homes, like the standard uh, amount of voltage in our home is 124, or sorry, 120 volts AC, sometimes 240 AC, uh, AC volts, if, depending if you have some heaters in your home. And it's at uh, 60 hertz, um, a 60 hertz frequency. Uh, so it's just the, and that's just the number of times because uh, what AC, th the reason why AC is so different from DC is AC switches direction uh, a, a, few, a number of times uh, in a, over a period of time, over a cycle, and that's 60 hertz per second. Like it's, it switches from being positive to negative. Um, I don't know if you've ever, like if you ever go to the hospital and hooked up to one of those uh, machines that hold like, that are monitoring your heartbeat and you see kind of like a waveform on the screen that's just like a sine wave that is created by AC electricity uh, the problem is and, it, and again this is uh, new to me I just learned this and through reading these books is that we don't have a perfect sine wave in our home because there's uh, you know AC power is constantly switching or because we're um, maybe going from AC to DC in our home, like whether it's for our, our laptops or other devices, it's creating uh, these transients that are superimposing on top of the perfect AC waveform. So, and that's why we have, it can be a, at a higher frequency than just 60 Hertz. <clears throat> the good news is, is that dirty electricity, it is, uh, your, it is able to, or it is easier to mitigate the effects of this uh, through using filters and through, um, you know, find a qualified electrician, especially one that understands dirty electricity, and just see if they make sure that they go through and see if they can go through your home and just make sure all the electrical connections are, are done properly. Like if there's a loose connection or, you know, let's say their terminals are maybe a bit older and they haven't been cleaned off and have some gunk on them, like, that is also another source of dirty electricity. So just taking those steps alone can help reduce the EMF. So it is, 
the good news about the good news is that it, dirty electricity for the most part it is manageable like it is there is are there are ways to bring it down to a safe level <clears throat> and i'm going to be going over those next week when i talk about the latter half of the book um and so i'm just going to also share common sources of dirty electricity just so you can kind of start thinking about it now and just becoming aware of it and again i'm not trying to scare anybody it's just bringing awareness to these things uh, so that you, know, you can protect yourself and your family when you're in your homes because the last thing you want, I mean, <clears throat> I'm not advocating that we go back to the dark ages. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. But what I'm advocating for is, is that, you know, maybe we don't need to, you know, we can mitigate the effects of e EMFs and then maybe just thinking about reducing them out of, um, time and the amount of energy we spend with this technology. You know, maybe I know it's very convenient, but those conveniences have a pretty a steep cost, especially uh, with the 5G and the, the cell phones, which I'll get back to in a moment. But I'm just going to finish off with uh, some common sources of dirty electricity, just so you can think about you know, kind of start thinking about these things a bit. And it's helping me to think about this for my own personal life as well. So, <clears throat> uh, compact fluorescent bulbs, cordless phones, fans with multiple speeds, uh, most energy efficient appliances and furnaces as they are likely saving energy by turning the current on and off uh, repeatedly. Because uh, one of the, another way that... Um, or one of the ways that a dirty electricity is generated is when the AC current is interrupted. Uh, many LED lights produce dirty electricity, computers, laptops, uh, any electronic appliance with a transformer box at the end of the power cord. So you know those really cool LED light strips because they do come out of a trans or they most of them come out of a transformer. So just be aware, aware of that. Uh, hair dryers, dimmer switches, refrigerators, <coughs> printers, cell phone chargers, televisions, Wi-Fi routers, smart utility meters, uh, smart appliances, cell towers, and solar panel inverters. So those are common sources of EMFs in the home, and that is a lot. But again, I'm going to talk about like how we can, you know, you can filter some of those items in your home, and what you can do to mitigate it next week when I, because I'll. I'll I'll have a chance to dive into that latter uh, section of the book. Um, and, and now I just want to uh, go back to talking about um, Wi-Fi technology and the effects that, and 5G and the effects that uh, non-ionizing radiation is having on our body. And because it's non-ionizing ra radiation is breaking down our cells, like, it has been linked to a number of growing cases of cancer um, and a, a number of growing cases of, or a growing number of cases of cancer, especially, especially brain tumors. Uh, you know how you see people holding their phones up to their heads and talking? Well, that's wherever that spot is with the antenna, it's likely, that's likely where you'll get, or that you know, someone will get a brain tumor developing. And I also want to say that these, you know, b the brain tumors don't just appear. It, it takes time. Like it takes, 
you know, sometimes it takes maybe 10 years for the effects to show themselves. So it's not right away. Um, but over a prolonged use of time, you know, people are starting to develop these uh, diseases. And and the, the way that the telecommunication industry uh, studied these diseases in the past is that they um, the criteria for a cell phone user was a 200-pound man who maybe only uses a cell phone a couple times a week or something like that. It, it was something stupid like that it was in the book. And I'm just like, who does that now? A lot of people are on their phones for like hours a day. And, you know, a 130-pound woman is very different from a 200-pound man. And then a little 5-year-old, a toddler, are very different from adults. And so it's like they don't, they really don't know what the effects are going to be as they continue to roll this out because this has never done, this never happened before. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that Joseph brought this up, but, uh, you know, space clowns are like, uh, or sorry, the nerd, I should call them maybe the nerd herd, like the, the technology goons like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and all those guys, like they're sending up satellites up into this, up into space. I don't know if you realize this, but, and those satellites are meant to beam 5G on t down onto the planet. And they say it's so that they can give everybody the internet, like, whatever. And I'm just thinking to myself, really? Okay, because you don't know what that's going to do. And then, not only that, but they're sending up, like, I'm not just talking about maybe one or two satellites or, you know, a handful of satellites. They're, they're literally sending like tens of thousands of satellites up into the sky and they're polluting our night skies like the astronomers are upset because they it's hard for it's getting harder and harder for them to be able to <coughs> observe the night sky with all this junk in the way and then what happens if like the i mean these satellites are made by people programmed by people and so on and, and again I'm, this isn't i'm not advocating for AI. I'm just saying that people make mistakes. And so what's to say that those satellites aren't going to collide with each other and cause a major problem? It's like, how do you clean that up? It's all the way up in space. Like, I don't know, like these guys are just going about like carte blanche that they can do whatever they want and send this crap up into the space and they didn't tell anyone about it. Because I'm sure if they told the general public, this is going to do this is what they were doing people would have had something to say about it and so um, but you know I also want to bring home the point that we're not going to have much of a choice when it comes to this 5g right now we have a choice like if you because uh, like most smart appliances and and cell phones and stuff are going to be using this 5g and the reason why they want to use 5g is because the waveforms are smaller so they can uh, pack more data onto those waveforms, and and that's what they want. Is that they want data. Like the the smart appliances aren't there to make our lives better. Like that's what they're marketed for, but they're not. And in some ways, I mean, I know people with smart appliances, and they break all the time, and they're just a pain in the ass. Um, but those smart devices are really designed, you know, in the in the name of air quote convenience in exchange for convenience they they're there to 
collect data and to track you. Right, so all they're doing is, is collecting data so that, and then the data goes back and they create profiles of you for their predictive analytics and for uh, blockchain because ultimately they want to push us all onto blockchain and having us living off of these tokens and this uh, weird Pokemon Go world. Again, Alison McDowell, who's a researcher I follow, she's done an incredible amount of work detailing this, so I won't go too much in more into it this podcast, um, but you know that's kind of how uh, 5G connects with like the, the, the data collection and, and the blockchain. And and again, like if we're surrounded by these devices that have 5G on them, like what is that going to do to our health? And we're going to be inundated, especially ki- children. Like in the book, uh, jo- Joseph also spoke about how uh, 5G and EMFs are especially harming children because at least with adults, you know, we're, we're growing, uh, our brains, our skulls are harder. Uh, so we do have a little bit of protection just naturally being adults, <clears throat> whereas children don't. Like, you know, little babies and toddlers, like, their skulls are still so soft. Like, they, and there's, and small, like, they don't have any protection. Like, when a phone is placed near their head or uh, a wireless device, you know, wireless waveform is beamed through them, like, it goes from one side of their skull to the other. They have no protection. And now we're seeing more uh, in the book. There was saying it's 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 awful. Like there, more kids have uh, cancers and leukemias. Children are having like you're seeing more autism in children, more behavioral issues like ADHD, and depression and, and anxiety in teenagers. Um, uh, you know, large EMF exposure is linked to more rates of suicide, more rates of depression and anxiety and um, sleep disorders and so on and so I'm just like holy mackerel like what are we doing like I I remember in high school like I kind of grew up I grew up in the 90s so I was born in the 80s and I grew up in the 90s and so I was kind of there just when the stuff was starting to come into schools uh, but it wasn't wireless it was wired and it was contained like we had a computer lab but the teachers only let us go there they only allowed us to go there for a certain period of time uh we had to have like these special passes which we shared in the class so we weren't in there every day it was was, to go into the computer lab was considered a treat like it was something that you did it every once in a while and um, but now it's everywhere. And so it's just, it's, it's in the kids' faces now. <laughs> and, you know, with all the clever marketing and the games and stuff like that, kids, for the most part, it looks like they enjoy being on those games, even though the games are hurting them, right? Like, all that EMF radiation, I mean, not to mention the data collection. And like I said in my last podcast, like the, the problem with human traffickers uh, getting at these kids through these devices. But the other problem is, is all the EMF and all the radiation that the kids are now being exposed to because there's so much Wi-Fi in schools. 
And these telecommunication companies are also putting Wi-Fi towers outside of school. I'm just like, holy crap. Like, are you trying to fry the next generation? Like, like this is insane. It's insanity. And I think, you know, I've been thinking about this for a little while now because I think what's going on is a spiritual engagement. I really do. And I think, you know, in the West, you know, we, we talk about this idea of progress. And... And it's really a European-centered idea, this idea of progress, which is kind of a myth anyway. And prog and this progress that is always touted by, um, you know, European institutions and stuff is really, it comes at a big price. And usually it's, it's, a, co it's a price that other countries have had to pay. Um, and not of their own free will. They pay through blood. And, and warfare and ex exploitation. And now the cost of this progress is future generations and all being like, or the potential costs. I mean, there's already kids being hurt by this, but like I'm talking about as this continues, if this can, is allowed to continue to roll out, the cost is going to be enormous. Like, we're talking about generations of sick children. And they shouldn't have to go through that. And we're adults, and as we're as an, as adults, like whether I don't have kids right now, um, but you know I have I'm an auntie, I have some uh, nieces, I have, um, and you know whether you're a parent, grandparent, auntie or uncle, like, you know this is wrong, and and children need our protection and if that means that we sacrifice certain conveniences so that they can grow up safe and healthy so be it you know we need to mature a little bit here i think other cultures and other people around the world have a little more maturity than we do and sometimes that, that maturity comes with understanding a, a, that we have a responsibility to future generations and if that means that we forego something because it's dangerous, we just do it and we find something else. Our lives were perfectly fine before this technology showed up. And now we're at a point like, uh, and another um, troubling or disturbing trend because of 5G and all this wireless technology is that there's more infertil infertility in couples now. So, like, the birth, and that's causing, you know, which is causing the birth rate to go down. And if 5G is going to be beamed all over the world, it's going to be a global issue. So what does that mean for the future of human beings? You know, we really got to think about this stuff here. Uh, and, and we can't, uh, you know, I've seen this a lot, and maybe this is like a Pisces. We're just kind of coming out of the age of Pisces a little bit. And that was very much a Piscean thing, is always looking for... A leader to come save us well that's not gonna work this time around right like we gotta think about it start thinking about our communities and what can we do to contribute to healthy and um, I know this work is thrown around a lot is safe I, I try not to use it because there's kind of a lot of baggage with that word but just a healthy and compassionate and loving community and I think if that means that we say no to certain technologies and, and maybe take a few steps back and learn to live simpler, simpler lives again, then so be it. 
because at least then the future generations will have a chance at having maybe they won't have as much stuff which is fine i mean our planet's already when I mean, you look at all the landfills like we're already in the, in the day with stuff um so maybe they won't have as much stuff but at least they'll be healthy and happy and they won't be getting having leukemia and tumors like this is crazy five-year-olds like in the hospital with leukemia fighting for their lives all because of some uh, wireless community th these wireless companies and these corporations that it, it's, I mean it's not just about money anymore it's it is about the singularity and so on but you have these crazy idiots in these technology companies that you know, think they know what's good for everyone, and they think they know what's best, and they're polluting the planet. Like, they're, they're terraforming it, they're turning it into something that, you know, it's like they're, they're weaponizing it almost against hum against life, and this is wrong. And I think it's, it's taking a principled stance and, and standing up for our, our children and standing up for all beings that will uh, change the, that can change the course. And like I said, I, I'm, I'm optimistic. I know this can happen. It's just awareness and and and, and respond and having recognizing our sacred responsibility as as beings, as as members of the community on this on planet Earth, and remembering that we are co-creators with the universe. And I can tell you, like what the technology companies are trying to do, violates natural law. Like it just it just does. Like you just don't do this stuff. Come on, man. Like, so I think it's it's wisdom, more so than anything. We need so much wisdom and love. The love to say no, no, thank you, no, we ain't we ain't having it. <laughs> so, uh, I think I'm gonna leave off there. Uh, I've talked quite a bit about the book and I, I think I've said it enough of what I want to say I mean there's more in the book about um, what the effects of what EF, EMF radiation does t to us like he talks about like you know it also increases uh, or has been linked to increases in neurodegenerative diseases like dementia it has been increased in the uh, disrupting the production of melatonin which is really important. It's an antioxidant, and it's also important. Uh, melatonin is key for us to have good sleeps. Uh, so too much EMF exposure is also linked with insomnia. Um, and, and so he, he does dedicate a lot of um, time in the book uh, kind of going over the different effects and, and so on. And, uh, and next week I'm going to talk about, I'm going to share what, his solutions are like how we can begin to heal from EMF damage and how we can uh, protect ourselves and, and how we can get involved in the activism you know like I said our kids are uh, counting us on us to stand up for them and stand up for ourselves and so I'll, I'm gonna finish the, the book this week and share all that uh, next hopefully next Sunday uh, Monday at the latest for sure um, so with that all being said, I know I missed my gratitude, so maybe I'll just do a little bit of gratitude before I leave tonight. And uh, I'm just grateful to have the chance to, to start having these discussions. I went outside, it was a nice, beautiful, sunny day again today, and I went out 
and I got those beautiful rays of sunshine and just feeling grateful that you know we have this beautiful earth it's such a gift to be here and it is a gift to be alive and so it's gratitude for that and I hope all of you have uh, a wonderful week and uh, thank you all for stopping by the cafe and I'll talk to you next week. Bye now.